Max Gorlin, Melbourne Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club. Trent Cotchin from the Richmond Footy Club. Scott Penderbury from the Collingwood Football Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Patrick Cooch from the Carlton Footy Club. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows. This is Tom Mitchell from the Hawthorne Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Hey, friends, you got MJ with you from the Coaches Panel. As we're working our way through who I believe are the 50 most relevant players across all of your salary cap formats of the game. Number 20 today. Dustin Martin. And the good news for you, if you haven't already caught up, Supercoach Dream Team and AFL Fantasy, they are all out and about. And you can go right now and play those games. The apps are available for Supercoach and Dream Team AFL Fantasy. They've said late January, early February, that's going to get updated. The good news, you can just jump into your mobile browser. You can still get around there, play the games, get those trades, muck around with your teams. It's the exciting part of the preseason. And joining me on this episode, I've got Kane back. Hello, mate. How are you doing? Very well, MJ. Dustin Martin. Oh, boy. If this we were playing is finals, a... if we were playing finals fantasy, first pick. He might, he might be the first pick player. First pick for me. He his is... numbers in the finals are insane. There's a reason he's got three norms and three flags. Yes. And it always gets us a bit excited, finals numbers. Yep. But as we all know, Dusty just has a gear that I haven't seen any other player have in, in recent time in finals. The closest might be Luke Hodge, hey? Yeah. <laughs> like, Andrew McLeod, if we want to go back yeah. to his his um, grand final performances. But unfortunately for us, we have to separate that. We we're do. Not getting, we we're to... not getting those big numbers, MJ. 120 Supercoach in the finals last year. Yeah, it's not Including the last three games all being 120 plus. So we have to look at the home and away season. Yes. We know he's still a very good player in the home and away season. We just don't get access to that dusty gear that, only he has. Yeah, it's a very good point. But if we look across at what he did deliver for us last year, his best ever score in Supercoach in 2020 was actually a career score too for him. So some might think, oh, he didn't really have a great Supercoach year last year. Well, he still averaged 100, so fair crack of the whip to him. But a 184 against the Western Bulldogs, while his top score in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team last year was a 105 against the Essendon Football Club. It does pale a little in comparison to his best ever AFL Fantasy score. Going back to 2017, a very famous year for Dusty and the Tigers. It was against North Melbourne. It was a one. 64. We've already talked about his super coach average, just a touch off the 101 marker, only a one or two decimal points off getting that 101. While in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, 74.6, but it is an adjusted average of 93.25. And you mentioned, Kane, right at the top of the episode, it, it was just another year for Richmond, wasn't it? Another year, another premiership. A quiet patch in the middle of the year where the naysayers and the doubters were jumping on elements of injuries or lack of cohesion. And then Richmond and Dusty just like, cool, cool, cool. We know what we're doing. Cool, 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 cool. We got this. And then all of a sudden, beast mode activated into the finals. And really, again, in most of those finals victories that they had, everyone in the team playing their role, no doubt. But it's off the back of just incredible dynamic star power. And in that grand final against Geelong, there were moments in that second quarter where people that weren't Richmond fans were going, they're in trouble here. They're in trouble here. And then Dusty, multiple times in that game, just went, let me put this game outside of doubt. I am arguably one of the AFL greats, not just in football in general, but arguably in final series ever. Yeah, well, that's the amazing thing about him, MJ, isn't it? His timing and his ability to seize the moment, yeah. especially, you know, 
when he kicks his goals in particular, yeah. it's almost one of those things where he either seals the game away or it, it breaks the opposition's momentum and turns mm. it back in Richmond's favour. That's, again, that's what we all play for, to play our best games at the highest level. And, um, you know, we can't highlight it enough about Dustin Martin. The thing in the home and away season, though, MJ, is it's a really different Dusty to the one that we think back on when he, when he won his Brownlow in 2017. You know, yeah. when he was really that predominant midfielder, big numbers in terms of possessions, the way Richmond always wanted the ball in his hands. Yeah. You know, 30 touches a game that year, you know, yeah. solid marks up and around four and a half. Again, 1.5 goals a game is incredible for someone who's averaging 30 touches a game. Yeah, playing the and again, nearly four tackles as well. So he had that really well-rounded game, obviously added by being an elite kick. Yeah. He's not just a ball winner that, um, you know, takes the easy option. Like he's Never. so aggressive <laughs> with his kicking. And sometimes that does hurt him, but more often than not, it sets up score involvements. It sets up goal assists or it's even himself cashing in. Again, in the last few years, we have seen him transition more to that, you know, dynamic forward, that guy that, you know, sure, he takes a lot of center bounces, but really a lot of the time he spends forward is just a nightmare for opposition players. And we've, we've spoken about that with, with Heaney the other day. It's, it's a hard role to be a big scorer because when you're not getting the ball, and sometimes there's just passengers of play where if you're in the forward line, you know, you might only be a couple inside 50s in the time you're down there. And when you've got great teammates like he has, yeah. Sometimes there is, you know, large chunks of the game where where Dusty doesn't score. And sometimes there's, you know, almost whole games. We saw in Supercoach, which is his preferred format, clearly, 25% of his scores were sub 80. Yeah. And, and there was some, some, frankly, there's some poor scores in there. You know, there was a, you know, 50 score against Fremantle. You know, it's yeah, just... Yeah, he got a tag from Conquer. Yeah, yeah, he got a 66 against Sydney. Like... That's where it becomes hard for Dusty to get back to that, you know, clearly 119 is going to be his career high average in Supercoach. But even to push up 105, 110, when you've got large chunks where you're not hunting the ball and around the ball, you're going to get that scoring mm. volatility. And you can just see that in his, you know, conversion rate to tons. Only 44% of his games in Supercoach were over 100. Like when you think of a guy like Dusty, you think of him being, you know, 65, 70% to tons. And again, yeah. you mentioned at the top, he had a career high score last season, which did absolute wonders yeah. for his average. And it's, it's fascinating when you look at it. And often when we talk about players' scores, we take out a poor score. Usually it's for good reason. You know, it's either an injury, they couldn't play out the game. Injury. But when you look at Dusty last year, and I'll you know, focus on Supercoach, because I think that's the format where people are going to be owning him sure. a bit more. Last year, he was going at 93 Supercoach points through the first eight rounds. And from round 10 onwards, he was going at 97. Round nine was that 184-point performance you look at. So mm. really, and again, it's, you can't take out a game. It's, he, he obviously scored well, and that's the type of guy he is. Yeah, he but did what he did, yeah. Really, he was sort of just going in a fantasy football perspective by the standard that we set him at. If you take out the game, it's you know about a 95-point player. Again, Hmm. That's Dustin Martin. He's going to have two or three games a year where he wins the game. He destroys someone. And he destroyed the yeah. Bulldogs in that game. 184 points. Incredible effort. But it's a type of guy, when I look at that, I think he's probably going to end up around 
what he's priced at. He's probably going to be a hundred guy. You know, maybe mm. there's five or so points either side, but I don't see, you know, the upside of a Josh Dunkley if Josh Dunkley got a full midfield time. You know, side bottom we think could be around the midfield danger field. Like I feel like in the role Dusty's got, he's going to stay in that role, and as a result, his scoring will be similar. And I think he's another guy for me that if he starts slow. Yeah. I'm really interested as an upgrade target because I just know he's going to have that big game. Whereas conversely, if he pops two or three big games in the first six, seven weeks and is averaging 110 mm. plus, I probably think, you know, those quiet games are on the way. What do you think? They're coming. Yeah, I'm I'm really fascinated by a couple of things when it comes to both Richmond and Dustin Martin. Uh, for the first time in a long time, we saw Richmond and every team for the majority away from their home ground. We know that for Richmond though, the MCG has been an almost impenetrable fortress in terms of their game style and their gameplay. And for Richmond, they spend a lot of time at the MCG, not just for their home games, but also the opposition Victorian teams that have the MCG as their home ground. By nature, they get that. Other Victorian teams have this too. Also other Victorian teams want the crowd benefit and the ticketing benefit of that. So there's not just a, oh, we're giving the advantage, but what we do, we do see in round one, the, the um, traditional snooze fest of round one, the kickoff um, round one, Richmond and Carlton. He's got a reasonable history of late of scoring well uh, against Carlton. So there, the very next week takes on Hawthorne. where at the MCG round three. And again, Hawks don't really tag. And even if they did, I don't see anyone that can go with him in forward and in the back line. Round three, they come up against the Sydney Swans. Where? At the MCG. Round four, who do they come up against? Well, they take on Port Adelaide at Adelaide Oval. They beat them there in a, in a nail-biter, um, but they've done it there before. They do play Adelaide Oval quite well. Then Marvel, then at the MCG, then back at the MCG against the Doggies, then back at the MCG. And so really there's, there's two or three weeks in the first eight or nine rounds that he's away from the MCG. So I think while he doesn't have the Bashahooli type of 30 point differential in contrast to others, but it's an important thing for us when we do look at Dustin Martin is that while, yep, he doesn't look like he's going to pop as a 115 guy for the year. But if you can get him at the start of the year, we haven't even really talked about his numbers over the past few years because we know historically he's there and thereabouts of that 100 marker in Supercoach. I think he's had one year in about seven that he hasn't turned up. And I think it was like a 99.9 anyway. He's been there and there around that 90 to 105 average in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team if you want to play the adjusted averages of this year. He's in and around that marker. He's safe. That's the big thing I love about Dusty. He is safe. He is durable. He barely has missed any footy in the past couple of years. If you, You've got to go back to, I think it's, what, four games in seven years he's missed? So he's got that incredible durability. He opens up versatility and flexibility for you in your starting squad. He's a safe scorer. He does have a ceiling. And that basement of scoring last year wasn't as prolific as the year before if you look back in 2019 afl fantasy average of 97 10 tons five scores of 128 or higher um he did have a couple of lower ceiling games six scores under 80 so that's certainly a flag there but super coach you know that 99.9 average um 11 scores over 103 over 120 um, and was pretty much getting to that 90 to 90 percent marker all of the time so 
I don't have the concerns that some might have over other players. And maybe that's where we'll see his um, ownership rise. Because you mentioned, Kane, a really interesting point that with these premiums that we're starting with across the lines, we're probably looking for one of two things. Firstly, a potential captaincy or vice captaincy option across all lines. So Jake Lloyd, for example, you could argue he's a vice captaincy or captaincy option for you. I don't think for Dusty, he's that territory of a premium for us anymore. He's going to have games where he could, but I don't think we're picking him with that. And then the second thing we're looking for these premiums, if they're not captaincy candidates, is is there a little bit of value here? Because I need if every 20, 30, 50, 100,000 I can save, it means I can, instead of going, oh, okay, I'll go Clayton Oliver. And he's a good pick. Now it gives me the opportunity to get a lucky New Year if I want him. Dusty doesn't feel like he's got much growth in him. So while there are plenty of benefits, great early fixture, nice start, safe and durable, consistent, and will win you games off his own bat. I'm just not seeing him picked in as many teams as maybe historically we might have thought 12, 18, 24 months ago as a forward. Yeah, it's interesting. I just crunched some numbers when you were saying about his streak of, you know, super coach averages and basically... He's only been under 100 by – it's actually crazy. His two seasons he was under 100 was under 100 by a collective 11 points. <laughs> so I just, I just crunched in. From 2013, he played 166 home and away games. You mentioned he barely misses. And he averaged 105 yeah. in that time. So That's crazy. I think what's happening at the moment, MJ, is we're looking at other forwards. Yeah. And we're getting attracted by a few things. One is upside. We, yeah. we can use the guy you did – Rowan Marshall the other day. Yeah, just yesterday. If the stars align, we know there's a real... Again, he's shown it. He's shown that he can be... He's got 20 points real, of growth in him, I believe. Yeah, like where he, he's he, he can be a... You think about Gorn and Grundy being 130 plus. Mm. It's not inconceivable if Rowan Marshall had a full soul ruck time that he can't get 120 in Supercoach. Yeah. I don't think that's insane. I no. think, you know, 110, 115... Ryder was to go down or if there was a shift in, you know, the dynamic of how they actually set up. You think about Josh Dunkley, again, proven 130-plus guy in Supercoach when given a role. And then on the flip side of that, another guy we did the other day, Heaney, underpriced. And people might think there's not much between Heaney and Dusty. You know, durability is probably what you're paying for with Dusty. (laughs) And I think that's a valid thing to consider. But Heaney's far from... Um, made of paper, as some people may want to believe after his recent time. Mm. For all the injuries he battles, he still plays 20 games most seasons. I think that's where Dusty is falling, is people are going, there's not really value there. No. And there's not really the upside if everything panned out, yep. that he can scale the heights, as I said, that maybe a Dunkley or a Marshall or, you know, we've seen what Sidebottom and Dangerfield and Zorko, these guys can do if they get a bit of a different role. I don't think anyone thinks Dusty will get a different role. Mm. so it's a pond that i think it's probably really only him who's in it you know he's sort of like yep constant durable getting what i'm paying for yeah but like you said that's where people get the appeal of going i've got some extra cash i'm just going to go up to that upside guy or hey i need some cash i'm going to take a flyer on rosie butters you know a full restructure so i think that's where people are overlooking dusty but we know mj as we see these preseason. Um, game get played and we see more information come out and invariably players will go down, you know, yep. roles will be confirmed whether they're there or not. 
people are going to start gravitating towards Dusty more and more. That's when it is. Because they know what they're going to get. And at the moment, we're thinking, oh, Dunkley has a pure mid. Amazing. Marshall, you know, look what he did even playing with Ryder. We think about all these you know, possible scenarios. Yeah, the positive ends of it. Yeah. Those, those things get worn down and we go, you know what's really good? Having a guy that pretty much plays every week, can score 100, but also has a ceiling that if he, if he delivers that 180 in the first four or five weeks, you know, you're ahead of the pack. So I think Dusty's ownership's only going to grow as this preseason drags on. But I can understand why at this stage, people are going for the perceived upside type of guys. Yeah, and it's going to continue on, and I think that's a really good point. And, and we do have some question marks about some of our forwards. Um, we need a lot more to be seen. And again, we, it's under 50 game days away till round one, so there's still plenty to watch, learn, and observe and can change through the preseason. Unfortunately, we saw you know, Jaron Geary go down with a pretty severe injury in training. We, we saw Tom Mitchell years ago go down with a season-ending injury in training. While we never wish or hope for an injury on any player, we do know that's a reality of the way people train, the way the game is going at the moment. So I think that's an interesting point that we know what we're going to get from Dusty. And it's actually still quite strong. But... Is that the way you like to build your side? Do you like to build it with upside? Do you like to build it with some consistent, strong building blocks and move in and around that? I think one of the extra things he does have going for him is he's got that round 13 buy for us. We've talked about that on numerous podcasts now, Kane, you and I, about how difficult it could be if coaches aren't aware of the potential challenges of that round. And so for me, I, I think that that's a real great benefit for him is that round 13 buy because there's not many other options outside of it. No, there really isn't. And the thing as well is you're probably not going to have too many other Tigers in your side, MJ. Like the only one I can really see having some popularity is probably a Jaden Short because I think he really did elevate himself. But yeah. again, there's probably some ste- skepticism with Basha Hooley missing so much time last year. You know, is there again, is there value in a Jaden Short? So yeah, Maybe you're not going to be overloaded. if you don't like Proust. Possibly, but you're not going to be probably overloaded, I guess is my point with, with Tigers, are you? You're just not. So I think, as I said, the more the preseason goes on, the more other players really fall away is where Dusty's relevance is going to come in. And his greatest appeal is probably going to be in draft where we love safety. As we always say, what we can do in salary cap, replacing a player that's injury prone, yeah, we can get like for like. We can do a trade. We can recoup that value and we can invest it in someone else. As we know in draft, mm. it doesn't work like that. If your player's no, down, you'll don't. go into the scrap heap and, you know, in the midfield line or in the forward line in particular, if you've got a guy like Dusty and you go into the scrap heap, you know, you're kissing away 20 to 30 points easily. So yeah. that's where he's always so reliable because he's not going to miss more than two games. That's what history says. Yep. No, and I think, again, depending on the format you play, will ultimately determine in part just how how high up you go. And again, some would say Josh Dunkley's a lock for a top three forward this year. And so they'd put him alongside a, a fit danger field and a steel side bottom where for others, they go, I want no part of the Bulldogs midfield mix this year. And so therefore he might drift out of someone's top four, five, six forwards for the year. Whereas for somebody else, they go, I want Dunkley. I, I have to get him in the second or third round. Or I don't get him at all. I, I think Dusty probably goes around 
maybe even two rounds earlier in Supercoach than he probably does in Dream Team or Fantasy, but he's still likely to be somebody's F1 across all the formats. He's just probably instead of a top second tier in, in Supercoach of forwards, I've got, you know, Danger and Sidey and, you know, outside of those sort of guys. He's probably in that next grouping down in Supercoach at the top of the rung, whereas in Dream Team and Fantasy, you might have Zorko, Marshall, um, you know, and him then as the third option. So for me, I, I can see him flying off some draft boards. Maybe late in the third is probably the earliest I'd see him going. But by the end of the fifth round, doesn't matter the format you play, he's done. He, he, he's off the draft board pretty much. I'll tell you one thing, MJ, in all the drafts I've ever done, I've never seen Dustin Martin slide because no, his name is Dustin Martin. That's like true. That's, that's the thing we always say is, you know, there's it only takes one coach. And I'm sorry, if you've got any indecision, and I think I can't even see him getting past the fourth round, really. Yeah, it's better call. I think if you've got any indecision and you see Dustin Martin, especially when he's a Ford, Safe and you're weighing up, you know, you know, a midfielder, and you think, it's Dustin Martin. Like, I think that is a genuine thing that we have to um, factor into in drafts is name is massive. Yeah. And again, there is genuine safety in Dustin Martin because he's so durable and he's mm. so consistent with his scoring. And I think he's always going to get that bump. Like I said, I've never seen Dustin Martin slide. I've seen a lot of really good players slide for whatever reason. Yeah. But he's just a guy that never slides. And I think in draft there'll be a lot of coaches in, in drafts that have him over a Zorko, that have yeah. him over a Dunkley, that yeah. have him over a lot of these guys that we're considering because he's Dustin Martin, yeah, he's durable, true. he's got a consistent role, a great team. Like all that stuff factors in so much more in a draft. Yeah. And I think people just love that safety and security of having him. And also, if you're watching Dustin Martin play, it's, it's nice good. to have him in your team. So I think it's there's... Pretty good. It's a fun factor as well. Like he's one of the few players that genuinely has that fun factor. I think people who've owned him know that he's not immune to a stinker. Like he's, sure. he, he can do that, but when he's up and going, it's as fun as it gets. And as I said, never seen Dustin Martin. No, let's go, wow, he's not going to be there the in the board. fifth. Someone will jump in the second and it might not be wrong to jump in. in, in well, the way the forwards are this year, MJ. And again, in the it's practice true. that we've done so far on some of the mock sites is, it's pretty grim after about the top 10 forwards. Yeah. So yeah, if you can gone. get one or two of them, you know, in the first five rounds, which is where you really have to invest to get them. Yeah. Um, the way your team be, sort of balances out. It, no, I think structurally, you know, there's a push for forwards, especially ones that are good, reliable and durable like Dusty. Yeah. Where again, if it's pick 18, 19, 20, which again is late second. Yeah. And there's a run on the other forwards. It's not, I don't think it's disastrous. I don't think it's going to, no kill you um first again, round's too early but you yeah know, absolutely there, that, that's too early i think you know we there's some really big dogs that are in even other lines that yeah. you couldn't overlook ahead of dusty and i think really side bottom in a dt draft which is where most people draft yeah hard to put him um behind dusty i think it's hard to put danger unless the body's a real issue yeah uh, like i couldn't do that but again if those guys are gone and you're looking at or the forwards perhaps. after that and you're like, there's not much here and there's mm. a lot of mids. That's where I think Dusty always gets that push. And especially as a forward in a forward year where, yeah, I think most people have a consensus top 10 mm. and then a blanket. Yep. Um, yeah, I think late two to four 
is where yeah, you'll have to right. pay. And um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. I think you'll have a pretty you'll good season. Yep. And hey, if he finishes the back end of the season, like we know he can. Yeah. Um, he's the type of guy that can, you know, Ramps help your finals final. charge. Yeah. yeah, he certainly can. Mate, appreciate your thoughts today as we've talked about Dusty. No problem. If you want to go and read the article about him or any of the other players revealed so far in the 50 most relevant, it is online for you now at coachespanel.tv. There's also the links to join our Nobel Coel for 2021. That is the Coaches Panel Coach of the Year Award. All you need to do is go to the open groups uh, for Dream Team and Supercoach in the Open League in AFL Fantasy. Put those codes in. And then every single week, our good friend, The Fox, is going to be letting you know who are the top three performed coaches for each format, points being allocated to that. And then at the end of the year, it all tallies up together. So if you're playing multi-formats, it's going to help you with a better chance to win it all. The Nobel Coel, the Coach of the Year Award for the Coaches Panel, will be back and is back for 2021. And all the links for that, that's at coachespanel.tv. Some exclusive groups also coming, but you've got to get in quick to take on members of the panel across all those formats. They're coming. They're Patreon links if you want to get exclusive access to more leagues, cash leagues, early access content, and a bunch of other articles. It's all at coachespanel.tv is what I'm trying to let you know. Tomorrow, we exit out of the 20s. And it has been a while since we've got out of the 20s. Been a while since we got into the teens. Just ask at my age. It's been a long time since I've been in the teens. Tomorrow we chat again with a good friend of the coaches panel, Rain Man, and one of his boys for 2021.